can all now try this. Boom! That was so good! Boom! That was so good! <laughs> We're not, we can't do anything else. I'm putting, the, you're putting it away. That was perfect. You're not going to get a clean take. That's the one going in. You like sing other notes. You harmonize. I don't even Thank know you. how you did Thank that. Thank you so much. Oh my god, guys! Welcome to another episode of Now Try This the with the best, sweet, the sweet, sweet uh, serenading tones of Nick and Marcus. I didn't sing. That was all you. I know, but I that want to give you great. credit. I play the uke. I'm good. That's you're, all. You're that's all I need. You're for. very talented. Oh my god! Don't fucking already stop. No, no. <laughs> I know. I, every time I uh, give you a compliment, I throw you thing. off. <laughs> a little bit. The, the, go with my brand of my self-deprecating humor and go in line with that, and I'll get behind that. Okay, Everything fine. else, I I'm apologize. Like, Please, I'm sorry, can you insult me real quick so we can move Nick, on? Nick, you, you wear glasses, so that means you can't see very no, no, well. Can you do me a favor? Can you like actually give me like a deep cut insult? I don't want to. No, no, so no I want to. I, I, like I want it. it. No, no, give me one. It makes me uncomfortable. Give me one, man. and then we can move on. But I, but that like involves going personal. I'll give you one. Let's see. No, okay. I don't like it. That don't Marcus. Like this. this just seems mean when it's one sided. Also, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do you first. Uh, all right, Marcus. Let's see. You got you got a big ass head. <laughs> I got a big ass. <laughs> big ass head. I do have a big head. You got a and big like ass I've lost head. a lot of weight recently, so like it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's only getting bigger in comparison to the rest of my body. I didn't want to say anything, but yes, it is. You know what, Nick. You, uh, you were you saying how bad taste in. You were saying I was pretty petty before this. Talk about how petty I am. That's not petty. I I wouldn't call it petty, but you do things out of spite. That's I'm pretty petty. Okay, well you, I'm you a little, said it, I didn't. I'm a little for the record. I'm a, this little, I'm a little petty. That's okay. I'm all right with that. All right, guys, this is now try this with Nick and Marcus, where we challenge each other to try our favorite things to see if the other one likes it as much. Yes, uh, uh, last week. Um, I gave you Resident Evil 4, and... You did. Then you gave me the challenge of watching Season 1 of Jane the Virgin. First quick recap of Resident Evil 4. I have played a little more since... Oh, that's awesome. I, listen, I complained the whole time. I hated the game. <laughs> I hated you for it. Yeah. But I did have to keep playing a little more. That's good. And then I realized, oh my god, this game's got me. Yes! I want to beat it now. I'm not ha- I'm not happy about That's it. So awesome. you got one. You got one. I got one. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm I got happy. like six and you got one. Yes. I'm okay with that. No, you gave me one before for... I mean, you thanked me after watching Berserk. Like, come on. That has Yeah, but I something. haven't watched any after. That's how the game works. Okay, fair enough. I'll Great. take it. That's the right, rules. Cool. So the, I challenged rules, you to the CW mega hit, Jane the Virgin. Yes. Yeah, so, Nick... Why did you challenge me? But to before we get to Jane the Virgin, uh-huh. what's happening? I I did something for you. This is a present. What did you do? I got you a oh present. God, no! This is a present. You're live on air. I'm on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the present. Hold up. I'm waiting. And I've recently started swiping in this week. Yeah. Oh, nice. I've got three matches from Whoa, this week. Oh, that's awesome. And I've held on to them. So you can respond to them. Oh, no. So, this is bad. I'm going to ruin your love life. This is fine. You got to pick one. And while I'm going to give a little info dump about Jane the Virgin, you're going to pick one. You're going to give and send the me what he... Uh, you're going to give my first response to these ladies, and then I'm going to leave it, read it live on air. Great. Okay, cool. Cool. So, so go, Jane go the Virgin is actually based info. on a... Oh, what is it? A... um. <laughs> 
I had to pull them on my phone, but I just handed you my phone. <laughs> you, there's a flaw in this game, Nick. There's a huge flaw. She the version is based game. off of a telenovela of Venezuelan. Vene, it's Venezuelan, right? Yep. It's a Venezuelan soap opera called Juana la Virgin or something like that. Uh, so it's based off of a telenovela. <clears throat> I watched this show. Uh, Soon after it had come out, because it was just getting such rave reviews, Gina Rodriguez, the main star, was getting... Everyone was talking about her and how good she was doing and the cast. And honestly, you just don't see that many Hispanic families on regular TV. And like some of the audience may or may not know, we're both Puerto Rican. So, uh, growing up, I have a very whitewashed view of the world because of television and movies, but... But there's weird things that I never knew other people did, and I didn't know culturally they were important. Uh, are you laughing at the Tinder? Or I messed you? up so bad! Oh God, what did you do? I sent a GIF by accident. Oh my so God! <laughs> <laughs> were you just saying what GIFs were? Yes! Okay, I'm so hold sorry. On, let's see. Oh, I haven't seen the GIF yet. Her name is Stella. Her profile says British popcorn addict and friend. With a little too... Oh, she's cute, too. I ruined it. I'm so and sorry, And she's Nick. British. I would love to date I'm a British I'm so girl. sorry. We have a mutual friend. Who's your mutual friend? Uh, someone you don't know. Okay. <clears throat> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. This is a... Is this Twin Peaks? It's Twin Peaks, yeah. Okay, so there's a gift now to Stella that's Twin Peaks. And it's... Uh, what's this guy's name? McLaughlin? Mc, Mc, Doesn't so, matter. Whatever. The main white guy from Twin Peaks... It's him talking to someone, and there's a caption underneath. It's a gif, and he's saying, hold on, he says, when I talk to you, I get a tingling sensation in my toes and in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes, and they haven't said a word to each other, so it doesn't even make any sense. Okay. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to give you one more chance. Do another one. No, and I'm going to ruin no, no, no. I want you to do all three, and here's why. Okay. We're going to pause, and you're going to do all three. Yeah. Because if they respond, I get to say what they said on the podcast. Okay, so sure. So maybe someone will say something back in the podcast. So we're just going to pause really quick. And then when we come back, uh, we will see what you have said. And we're back. Uh, we gave Marcus a little time. <clears throat> we found out what he said with Stella. It wasn't great. There's a girl named Leticia. Her profile is she's a law student trying her best to keep the studying to a minimum. Uh, she wants to grab beers. I don't drink, so I don't know if this is going to happen. Um, and Marcus said, I see you are studying law. That is great, because I just got arrested for being too sexy. <laughs> JK, I have low self-esteem. Please love me. <laughs> How are you going to top that? Oh, that was, I think that's my best work. This other girl's a list list. She's Portuguese, Kenyan, Indian, a traveler, and an architect in progress. She's probably the cutest one by far out of all these girls. Unless I end up marrying one of these other girls, then you're the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> so you like animals? Good. Because I'm an animal in the bedroom. Boom. That's great. I'm going to add a wink emoji <laughs> after that and send that along. Perfect. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me screen cap this. Yeah, screen cap all of them. Oh, I should screen cap all of them. Hold on. Okay, screen capped. Cap, cap screened. Capping them screens. Cool. Capping it hard. Okay, capping so it, capping it. now that I have my phone, uh, 
Joanna La Virgin by Perla Farias. Uh, it's a Venezuelan so- uh, telenovela. Uh, it's what it's based on. CW. Gina Rodriguez starring. Um, okay. The reason I picked this show is because <clears throat> I watch a lot of shows. I watch a lot of CW kind of shows with girl main antagonists. Um, I grew up with my mom and my grandma and my sister. Protagonist or antagonist? What did I say? You said antagonist. Yeah, both. Okay. <laughs> you saying girls can't be villains, dude? They wow. Can. They can. We got a sexist in here. We can, but it made we it seem. We got a sexist in here. It made it seem like you watch shows where girls are the villains, and that's the only type of we show got that you a watch. Sexist in here. Girls can't be heroes. Is basically what you said earlier. Um, I think you miss you are your true colors are showing. Mm. So. <clears throat> I watch I watch a lot of shows like this. My whole queue in, in Netflix is like watch Gilmore Girls and Jane the Virgin and yeah. Gossip Girl and One Tree Hill. Um, so I knew I would like the show, but the reason I love it, the reason I give it as a challenge, because we only give things we're passionate about that we love, is is I saw myself in the show, and I haven't felt like that since Ugly Betty. And Ugly Betty was like two thousand four. It was like at least ten it was years a while ago. ago yeah. yeah, it's a great show, um, and there's definitely notes of them in both. Um, but this one's a little more. That one's a little dated for me. It was a little two nineties for me, at least in aesthetic. This one, it's right here, right now. You can tell it's taking place in here and day, and just the simple things of when she got home and sat there with her mother and her grandmother and watched a soap opera, watched TV. It just hits so home that aspect of it. But then also. It's legitimately funny. Like, these shows try to be funny, but this one I'm laughing out loud all the time. Gina Rodriguez got the... I I just got distracted because mm-hmm. someone just tendered me back. Oh, no! As soon as I get to this, I will fit. It will, okay. We'll go back to that. Um, what was this? Oh, she, she, got a, she got a Golden Globe or an Emmy yeah. or something for her performance as best leading actress in a comedy. I mean, they don't give that to anybody, you know. Another person that won it was the main uh, lead in Veep. She is so good. She carries this whole show. And at the same time, the show knows what it is. Uh, if you guys remember, my love for Riverdale, a lot of it came from the meta-ness of it. It was aware of what kind of show it was, what it was doing, what it was pursuing. And this show's the same. It is a telenovela, a Spanish telenovela on American TV. That's what this show is. But it also knows it's that and takes those tropes, takes those things, and makes light of them, makes them humorous in a way it doesn't, it never takes itself too seriously. And at the same time, there's another layer, because one of the main characters is a soap opera star. So he is the stereotype of the telenovela person in real life around normal people, while there's a narrator narrating as if the show's a telenovela. And this crazy half sister you mom one-eyed crazy stupid stabbed in the back that echoed stabbed in the back uh freaking tropes from telenovelas in this show but it's embracing them it's not making fun of them it's embracing them having a take on them saying something about them and i made you watch the whole first season i agree with your statement (laughs) it does do those things well, it's not really... It's, it's a point of fact. It's not really an opinion. I agree with your statement. <laughs> okay. Uh, quick pause what, before we get to... <laughs> okay, so, so Letitia... Tell me, tell me, tell me. To remind our listeners one more time of what Marcus said to Letitia is, I see you are studying law. That is great, because I just got arrested for being too sexy. JK, 
I have low self-esteem. Please love me. And her response is, I mean, you're at the very least funny, so you have that going for you. Smiley face. Oh, that's Get great. That's Get great. wrecked. That's great. Marcus Bordegas, a.k.a. Wingman Central, a.k.a. Funny Man 2.0, a.k.a. Word, word, word. Uh, my best friend getting me laid. Okay. So what do I great. say now? Uh, my address? <laughs> yeah, send her your address and social security number. 30. Do you want to respond or do you just want to leave it? I want to leave it. Let's leave it and let's let's get into this. I want to leave people <sighs> okay. with something to look forward to All right. next episode. Okay. Okay. Now, progress. there's one more thing mm-hmm. before we get to uh, your reactions on the show. And that's a word from our sponsor. Sponsor. This episode of Now Try This is brought to you by chickpeas. Part of the legume family, chickpeas are a high source of protein and have been cultivated by humans for over 7,500 years. Are you a hipster living in the East Village? Or maybe a suburbanite looking for the hottest exotic meal without having to leave Trader Joe's? Chickpeas are for you. You'll even find them used in HelloFresh, plated, and Blue Aprons prepackaged meals. This oh, must no, be no. unless Subscribe I love to now try this, and even you can experience the great legume taste of chickpeas. Now try this is in no way responsible for the vile aftertaste you'll experience from chickpeas. Nick had one three days ago and is still trying to get the taste to go away. Thank you to our sponsor, uh, chickpeas. They're they're great. They're making this show run, keeping this alive, making sure you guys have great content to listen to. Now try this. Make sure to support them. What was that? <laughs> what was what? That was the word from our sponsor. Oh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Chickpeas. I appreciate the support. <laughs> we love you. Um, and we're, um, we're avid fans of Chickpeas. Thank you. Not Chick-fil-A, though. Just Chickpeas. Thank you. Yo, Chick-fil-A can fuck itself, dude. Yeah. Fuck Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, surprise, Marcus. We have a spo- another sponsor today. We are rolling in the dough. Man, Gosh. I love these sponsors. These yep. are great. We are moving out of a story and moving to Park Place, New York City pretty soon. Yeah. With that Podcast. Moving on Advertising up. Money. Like the Jeffersons. Like the Jeffersons. Moving on up. On the chickpea money. We're gonna fly with really harsh aftertaste. Moving on up to the east, west, east, west. Is Park <laughs> Moving on the east up side? Or the west to side? To the east side. Is Deluxe uh, Apartment in the sky. Um. Okay, so before we get into what you thought about you in the very okay. how's your week going? It's going well, man. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm surprised we got a sponsor that's that really came through last minute. You know, we were, we were falling on some hard times, and then Chick- well, it, it wasn't last Chick- minute. Really it was, came through. It was a surprise to you. We we got it uh, about three weeks ago. Oh wow! When they Whoa. heard, yeah, chickpeas have been a fan from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they heard my riveting commentary on Riverdale <laughs> and knew that we were the podcast wow. for them to that's sponsor. Amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, if you want to sponsor our podcast, uh. Get as big as chickpeas, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. They gave us... Uh, how much did they give us? I like I like discussing our numbers. No. I like fucking bragging up in here I don't, about our I'm numbers. Not sure, I don't, I'm not sure if monetary value is very important in the podcast. Monetary value is so uh, important. Uh, the numbers looming and large. Ooh. Looming and large? That, that gives me a range. Do you, do you know any celebrities' dick sizes? Just answer the question. <laughs> No. Well, let's just say, after the chickpea money, we got a nice, large Liam Neeson on us. <laughs> All right? Okay, fair enough. 
Alright. I imagine he has a big penis. I wouldn't oh, know. It, it's a fact. It's it's talked about. Is it? Itself, yeah. Okay. Cool. This is great. I love this. There's even a there's even a website dedicated to it. <laughs> there's a website website dedicated to everything, so I can't argue with you on that point. But I, okay. I'll I'll look it up. I'll do Hold some on, research on time. my own. I'm gonna find it right now. Nick's looking things up on his phone, and he loves to look at his phone alone. Marcus literally kind of scolded me and said, stop trying to fill for time during the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Nick needs to find Liam Neeson'sCock.com. Is it like pictures of his bulge, like in the... Mm, no, Liam Neeson's cock. That's just a Tumblr. That's not a website. That's, that's a... That's just a tumble page. Doesn't count. I want real. I want someone to have gone in HTML and had to create a website solely dedicated to Liam Neeson's junk for this to be worth my time. I'm pretty sure you can put time. in LiamNeesonsCock.com and it goes to it. Okay. Let me try. It works. See? Liam Neeson's Wow. Cock. Whoa. Yeah. I, I, that's unbelievable. Whole website dedicated to it. Guys, uh, we are sponsored by LiamNeesonsCock.com. Please go check them out. Marcus, don't joke about sponsorships. Okay? That's, mean, that's like a, that's like a federal some, uh, offense. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm I, not, I don't need, I don't need that need some lawyer money suing me, okay? Just tell me what you thought about Jane the Virgin, please. Can you be a, can I have so, a, a mockrium? That's the right word. A mockrium? Nope. Uh, can I have an ounce of professionalism in this podcast, Marcus? Okay, I will get, God! Okay. Oof, oof. Getting professional. Jane Getting the Virgin, CW. Jane the Virgin on the CW. So, Nick had me watch 22 episodes of Jane the Is Virgin. Is this how we start the show? Week. Do I just ask you Each what you episode? thought about it? Yeah. Weird. We should just get into it. I feel like... Huh, we should fix well, that. Well, we talk... Well, we... You you have to guide this episode a little bit just because it's 22 episodes of uh, Jane the Virgin to talk about. We can't oh, I go haven't, episode I haven't by watched episode. the whole show. Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We, we, we can't go episode by episode. So, we kind of just... Well, we can start at the beginning. Sure. So, let's start at the beginning. Uh, my first impressions of Jane the Virgin... Um, I heard about this show and I saw you watching a couple of episodes and I kind of watched a little bit with you, but I didn't sit down through like a whole season or even a single episode. Um, but it did look interesting. I just never took the time out of my day to sit down and, and enjoy Jane the Virgin. Let's talk about the opening scene real quick. Set the, let's set the stage for the show for our listeners that haven't really watched this show in its entirety. So for those of you who don't, haven't watched the show yet, Jane the Virgin is about... Jane, uh, nope, not Selena. Villanueva. This, nope, this is the. What's opening. her middle name? Gloriana. Gloriana. Yes. V- yeah. Yes. So it's about Jane. She goes. Marcus's eyes wanted to doubt me so bad because no. I lie so much. <laughs> but I should have just knew that. Um. But he. So she goes in for a pap smear, and then through the magic of telenovela, nope, she wrong. ends up. Pregnant. All right, I'm gonna sell the show to you guys now. You ready? Hold your horses. I knocked my headphones off. Okay. Opening scene, Hispanic, sultry-sounding man opens up. This is Jane Gloriana Villanueva, 13 years old, and she's talking to her grandmother. And it's one of my favorite parts because the grandmother's talking in Spanish, so she's talking in English, and her grandmother holds out a flower, and Jane takes the flower. And she tells Jane to crush the flower in her hand. And then she opens it up and says, oh, I guess it's crushed. And now she says, go ahead, Jane, fix it, put it back like it was. And she says, I can't. And the grandma says, exactly. That's how your virginity is. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. Cut to ten years later. She's making out in a bedroom with some nice looking white guy. 
And then she looks up at the ceiling and there's a framed picture of the flower that she crushed as a child. <laughs> and one of the flowers wilts as they're making out. She's like, oh, time to stop. And they look at each other like, oh, we almost had sex. Even though they were, they, yeah. all their clothes were on, they just made out. And basically, that's the whole show in a nutshell. Yeah, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I think when a show opens up and in the first five minutes you get what either every episode is going to be about or like what the premise is that's all that's really really great and that's good storytelling and i Mm -hmm. think this show throughout has wonderful storytelling as you mentioned earlier uh they are it's almost feels like a parody of a telenovela while still actually being a telenovela i think that's the genius of the show like it's not usually parodies or satires or um well, parodies. Usually yeah. parodies. Like Scary Movie, Nine Another Teen Movie. It's making fun of the yes. genre. It's making fun. Yes, but this but pays this... homage to yes, the genre. Yes, it does. Yes, it's like Behind the Mask of Leslie Vernon. You've seen that movie. I think we both love it. Oh my god, movie. I love that movie. It's a horror movie while also being a parody of a horror movie. While also being a dope-ass horror movie. Exactly. So I think that's exactly what this is. It's mm-hmm. a it's a telenovela while being a parody of a telenovela and just pays homage to all these wonderful things about telenovelas and then also kind of like understands the tropes and like deals with them and exemplifies them and like it's awesome that it does that and that's really really uh important and not something that not a lot of shows do well there's Mm -hmm. a lot of parodies of action movies the parodies there's a angie tribeca is a show that i hate with a passion oh my god angie tribeca looks awful have you watched i've watched a lot of episodes i've watched a few episodes because you like the people and you Want it to be yes, good. I wanted to like it, and then yeah. I realized that like the it main, was never going to happen. Rashida Jones is great. Steve Carell makes the show with his wife. They're great. Yeah, it's just uh, a lot of great supporting people cast involved. is great, but and it's I was awful. So surprised why is it awful? How? Like well, I haven't watched any of it. Like jokes? why should why shouldn't I watch this show? Hey guys, uh, listen to uh, my other podcast, Andrew Tribeca <laughs> Hate. Uh, that's the that's best, all. That's it the is. best podcast. Try again. Try again. Um, listen to my other podcast, Angie Tribeca. I hate you. No, try one more time. Listen to my other podcast, Angie Tribeca. I don't want your shit no more. That's right. All caps. That's good. That's thank you. Good. That's it. Um, no, it's it's a bad show because it just doesn't understand what it wants to do, and it's just too many jokes per minute, and mm-hmm. none of the jokes are solid, well thought out jokes. Right. They're all like fart, butt, poop, and then that's three jokes to them, and you're like, that didn't even make sense. You just yelled words. That's um... not. It's not funny. Whereas Jane the Virgin sets up their jokes because they're about the human condition. Jane the Virgin (laughs) is really funny. Jane the Virgin's comedic timing is amazing. Uh And the jokes are like built upon telenovela tropes, character um, flaws, and just different things like that that are contained within the story. But at the same time outlandish crazy things are happening. Like our main character going in for a pap smear, falling asleep, her doctor the night before we see got cheated on by her wife, comes to work in a daze, gets handed two things from her nurse. She's like, pap smear in one, uh, artificial insemination in two. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Pap smear, whatever. And then she walks in and she's like, Jane Villanueva, uh, artificial insemination. And then Jane wakes up and she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're not my normal doctor. She's like, no, she's away. And injects her with some semen. Yes. That is crazy. Yes. But at the same time, almost believable. And everything about this uh, novella is uh, interconnected. Like, y- because from the, beginning, the, the, the she 
is the sister of the guy whose sperm artificially inseminated her. Yes. And then the person she was supposed to artificially inseminate is the uh, wife, the wife of, of the guy, guy that did have give the semen. And then five and years she... ago, the guy, she, you know, she kissed the guy who she was artificially inseminated with their semen. And but just... he never called her back because he was an asshole. Then he got cancer, got better. And his wife now stayed with him during that time and helped him survive. So he can't leave her, even though she's a crazy person. Yes, and everything is just interconnected. Classic telenovela. Unlike <laughs> classic telenovela. Unlike a soap opera or, or telenovela, because I think those are just like I am the evil one, so I will oh. be evil for no reason whatsoever, and that's it. And then I walk in saying, "You can't be evil because I'm your evil twin." And, and then all of a sudden, I'm good or whatever. You know, like yeah. just dumb shit like that happens all the time with novelas. Yes. But this, like, actually goes. Like, out of its way to explain how people ended up where they are, they'll use flashbacks. Or they'll just show you the entirety of a character's arc. Yeah. And that's quickly. Yeah, really quickly, too. Like, that opening scene where, um, like you said, the grandmother was explaining, like, the fragility of your virginity and how you never get it back. The fragility of your... Ooh, can you... I just want you to hear... Give me that whole thing one more time. I don't remember what I just said. Fragility of virginity. The fragility of your virginity. Oh, my God. And how you'll never get it back. And that... Just showing that scene, like, as the first thing you see shows how impactful it was to Jane and how that one moment in her life Uh like affects every single one of her decisions but at the same time the show opens up she's in a relationship a long committed relationship and he proposes to her in the first episode and then she's like I can't well I'm pregnant and he's devastated and then she explains why and he's still a little devastated but it sets us up in a world that has just been turned on its head like it makes it's grounded in reality enough that I buy the characters I buy where they come from but just outrageous enough so it's there's always something happening. Yeah, so, like you said, it's just outrageous enough where you know, oh, this stuff would never happen to me, but within the world it sets up, it's very real. And you're like, oh, you don't even realize I was towards the end of the season, and I, I was like... hitting me as passionate. Sorry. Yeah, I did. I hit you because I'm passionate. <laughs> but I was heading towards the end of the season, and I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. Oh, and I was just accepting all this craziness. Because it then, gets crazier and crazier and And then one of the characters crazy. took a moment to, like, explain everything that has happened leading up to that point. I think it was point. the narrator. Yeah, I think it was the narrator. The and narrator Jane, I think, is one of my point. favorite parts. But, but Because this narrator is this like deep, sultry Spanish man saying, this is Jane. And it's almost like it's almost like those parody things where it's like, this is Tom. Tom, blah, 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 blah. But it's so sultry and smooth. And... Yeah, on, on Netflix, if you have subtitles on, it says, sexy Spanish narrator. Every oh, really? time every time he comes <laughs> up. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, compliment to him. I mean, uh, hey, that, one get, sexy get guy. That narrator he has money. sexy voice. Um, um, but like you're saying, everything's interconnected. Like, unlike a show like Riverdale, which is great. I obviously love Riverdale. Mm-hmm. I gave it to you as a challenge. Yeah. Um, the Sometimes you go to someone else's story, you don't really care. Yes. Like, by the by the end of the season of Archie, I don't really care about Archie anymore. But this show, even if you don't care about Petra, the wife of the guy who... <laughs> Petra, the wife of Raphael, who gave his semen to Jane, artificially. She's a garbage person. And even if you don't like her, which I love her, <laughs> but even if you don't like her, her story is still interconnected with all this other crazy things happening... 
that you still have to be captivated and listen and pay attention. It's not like, oh, now it's Petra's story. Let me zone out. It's like, no, no, no. That's super integral to this whole mystery that's planted yes, throughout the whole thing. Yes, and I think this isn't something that should be unique to the show, but it is. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that I think a lot of other TV shows can learn from watching yeah. Jane the Well, Virgin. it does happen sometimes. Like, um, how, I get away, how to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. Uh, that's a show that does this pretty well. well. But like like you said, Riverdale, and like, there's a lot of shows that need to be doing Most this shows. and aren't. Yeah. Most shows, you don't care about the third character, yeah. you know? Like, you care about the main this character, one, and that's it. There's barely any side characters. I mean, it's great. Um, there's so much to talk about, and we won't go episode by episode because there's too many. And yes. I was a jerk and made you watch the whole first season. But there was a reason. There was a reason. I mean, I, I, actually, all week I kind of felt bad because I just knew you were watching hours. And do you know how many hours? Um, so it's 40 minutes each episode <laughs> times 22 episodes. Um, I don't know, man. Like 800 million hours. <laughs> it was a lot. And I was feeling bad because I'm like, oh, I give Marcus a really long challenge. But then I thought about it also, and I'm like... But at the same time, this show lives and dies on the fact that it's tell it's it's um, serialized like a telenovela. Telenovelas and soap operas. Um, the, one reason so many people get get so into them is because you have to watch every day, and you miss one episode, and you're out of the loop. Like you forgot, you didn't hear about her crazy twin sister coming mm-hmm. back to life, or what, whatever. This show does that. On a week to week basis in a twenty two episode in American format, but it does that. It it you watch the whole series, and you still don't know the conclusion because crazy shit is still happening after that last episode. Like whether you liked yeah. it or not, I'd be hard pressed for you not to at least watch the first episode of the next season because the story just does not stop. It is full throttle almost all the time. Even in the quieter episodes where Jane gets a little um bereavement and gets yeah. to hang out with this person a little bit and it's soft there's still a million things happening around them crazy things there's always something in up. each episode that leaves you wanting more yeah and that's oh, really it great. does that that's freaking walking dead comic cliffhanger exactly. thing yeah i really, love that really so well really well um and i think that's really cool and one reason that i really enjoyed watching it is because um i used to watch novellas with my grandma like she mm-hmm. would always um my grandma doesn't speak english um and she 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 would only watch two shows in English and then um, let us watch whatever we wanted. And then after we watched, after it was 8 p.m., she was like, get off the TV, guys. <laughs> it's time for Grandma to watch some novellas. And she would watch novellas from like 8 to 10. I'm so glad you, you brought up Grandmas. Because um, we both are at least generationally the same. I forget where you were born and where your mother was born. I think your mother was born in the city. Yes. Okay. Well, but she's also the same kind of generation as my mother. Um, my mother was born on the island, um, and she came over in 69 when she was seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm the first generation of my family, me and my sister, uh, to be born here in the States, uh, not on the island. So we don't know Spanish very well. We speak very broken, small amounts. We understand a lot, but we don't really talk it because it wasn't taught to us. We didn't take it in school. And my mother, uh, probably similar to you, uh, was very, very assimilated because they grew up in a generation where it was wrong to speak Spanish. So they... I'm assuming for years. I'm, let me talk about mine. Cause yeah, let me talk about yours. <laughs> My mother did not speak Spanish in the house to me. She didn't. She never would because that's the way she grew up. She grew up... She could speak Spanish at home. And then when she left home, 
she had to speak English because that's how the schools work, at least in our small town. I grew up in a small town. You grew up in a big town. Actually, that makes sense. You probably grew up in a big Spanish community, but yeah. But I didn't. I there were there was a very small amount of Puerto Ricans in our town, uh, at least starting out. Now there's a lot, but and I'm related to all of them. Dating in high school was real hard. <laughs> um, so my grandmother only spoke Spanish, knew a couple English words, could kind of talk it, would never let on she could, never would speak English though to me or anyone else. I can't speak Spanish, so. The conversations, every time Alba comes on, every time the grandma comes on and talks to Jane and talks in Spanish, exclusively, exclusively in Spanish, except one or two random little moments, um, it's always subtitled, she's always speaking Spanish, and Jane, very rarely, also kind of speaks Spanish sometimes, but mostly speaks to Alba, her grandma, in English, almost 100% of the time, and it every time it happens, it gives me a warmth in my soul, because... Something I hear all the time about being uh, a Puerto Rican and not knowing Spanish is I feel like I'm not Spanish enough. And I feel like, oh my God, maybe you should go back to the island, Whitey, and learn something. Yeah, yeah, no, and, exactly. And it's so hard to find uh, uh, a strong stance in my community, in my culture. And uh, I-, I love being Puerto Rican. I love being Puerto Rican. And I want to take more pride in it, but it's real hard when I have my, even my own people telling me I'm not Hispanic enough. But seeing it on TV, seeing the exact same relationship I had with my grandma when she was when she was alive, uh, God rest her soul, the exact same way kills me almost every time Alba is on screen. Uh, for, for our white fans, thank you for listening. <laughs> I love you, Crackers. You guys are the best. Um, but uh, in Puerto Rican families, the grandma is iconic she is the beyonce of the family (laughs) of the family regime uh she like is in charge of everything she has all this knowledge to pass down and also everyone respects the grandmas because Mm -hmm. at least for most people in my generation their grandmas were the first ones to come to this country Mm -hmm. um or at or brought their child over at a young age Mm -hmm. um same thing with your grandma she brought you know your mom over at a young age uh to take that journey alone with your family not being unsure as to what you know what's in the new country waiting for you you have all this promise of jobs and also a lot of people may not know this but in puerto rico i forgot what uh years it was during but they actually were pushing for people to leave the country because the country was so poor and and wasn't doing so well so they were you mean puerto rico yeah puerto rico they were you should clarify because puerto rico is not a country sorry jesus christ it's a commonwealth Commonwealth. it was in the late 80s during a war i forget which war Mm mm-hmm the president at the time enacted an act where they owned Puerto Rico for a while. Yes. They made all Puerto Rican U.S. citizens. Yes. Mostly for the draft. Yes. And I actually know some people who were drafted because of that. Yes. So they have their own stories. But anyway. um, (laughs) um, But anyway, getting back to the point, like, yes, a lot of people were pushing um, for, even the president was pushing for Puerto Ricans to move out of the country (laughs) and move to the U.S. Now, in the show, in the show, the Villanueva family are, uh... They're not Puerto Rican. No, they're, they're, Venez- <laughs> they're Venezuelan. Yes. Um, but their theory is, the story is so similar to mine. It is, to, yes. To ours, the plate that uh, we had. I went off tangent, but basically I'm just saying, 
grandmas are very important to Spanish families, whether you're Mexican, yes. Puerto Rican, Venezuelan, Ecuadorian, yep, and we're gonna stereotype Dominican, as much as we can because. Of those. <laughs> no, um, but it's it's true. I mean, you know, and, it, and seeing that represented in the TV show was amazing because, like you, you know, I my grandma doesn't speak any English, so communicating with her is hard, and we communicate with her in English. So seeing that on TV and seeing it work was really nice and really yeah. sweet. And it's also because I can't ever explain it to somebody. I I try, and I'm like, wait. So she spoke to you in Spanish, and you spoke in English? Yes. But you don't know Spanish, not really. Does she know English? Well, not really. Then how did you guys... It's just... Exactly. It's a familial bond that it doesn't even matter what language you're speaking. Because you just get it, you know? Yes. You I, understand. I, Maybe you don't exactly know what she's saying word for word and are able to translate it, but you understand she says, Venga aquí! You know, she's calling you to come over here. You know, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like If you, you ask me exactly word little... for word what that translates to, I don't know. <laughs> but I know what I'm supposed to do when someone says it to me. Exactly. <laughs> you pick up on on hints and clues yes. and, and there's body language involved and just, you know what they're asking you. You know what they're saying to you. You know when they say they love you. like, And you also com- communicate that too and they feel the same way. Anyway, we're Hispanic. We love the show. Uh... Yes, Since we can't go on. episode by episode, because I gave Marcus a devastatingly difficult challenge by making him watch so many episodes yes. of a show. So, so you made me watch 22 episodes, and I will quickly say one sentence about that. It sucked. It took up all my time, and it was really, really hard. So I think in the future, we're going to try to stick to shorter things, so that way it's not as hard for you guys to try mm. with us. You shouldn't have said that on the podcast. I completely agree with you. I actually brought up that, but now that you've said it on the podcast, I feel... Like, I need to go back and give you something even harder next time. Ah, come on. Um, okay, so since we can't talk episodes, let's talk by characters. Let's go character by character for a minute. That sounds great. Gina Rodriguez plays Jane, the virgin, the main character. The whole show falls on her her head. She's done some stuff before this, but this is her big breakout role. She is fantastic. She She is wonderful. She carries this whole show on her back like a fucking... Paratrooper jumping down with a parachute, without a parachute on D-Day, killing every Nazi all the way to Hitler. I I don't get that reference, but I like that no, analogy. No, it's not a reference; it's an analogy. Yeah. I like that analogy; it's great. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a reference to World War II. I do understand that reference. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, <laughs> what do you think of Gina? I love Gina. She's such a great character. I love Gina. She has so much to grow in the show, and you get to see her grow. And mm-hmm. she she goes from not knowing like. What it is like to be a mother, having oh, misunderstanding. So much on the show. The, the show starts with her having. If you want to save yourself from marriage, that's fine. But I think the show does a really good job of showing that that's a valid, valid way to live your life. But there are problems with living that way of life, and there's also problems living the other side of the way of life because you see that with the, her mom. Yeah. Her mom does not hold. <laughs> she, she she doesn't slept around all the time. Yeah, uh, that's an important aspect of the show. She. Uh, she is so, she's so strong. Right when you start, she is so opinionated and steadfast. But her growth on the show, just as a person, because the, the show starts and she's sensible. She does everything right. She's waiting till marriage. She has a five year plan. She's going to graduate she's school. Smart. She's going to do this. She's going to be a teacher. This yeah. is how much she's going to make. This is the kind of car she's going to drive. This is where she's going to live. This is the year she's going to have a, her first kid. She has it all planned out to a T. She's a very organized person who has it all planned out. And then she gets pregnant. Yes. Without having sex. And it throws her whole world upside down. As getting pregnant does. But it also shows how awesome her character is because she grows with that fact. She doesn't get beat down. She changes. She adapts. 
she realizes, wow, maybe this isn't right. Maybe I can't plan and primp every single aspect of my life. And then she goes back and starts to realize maybe there's other aspects of my life too that I planned out that maybe aren't good. And she starts to write again. She wanted to be a writer growing up. She wanted to write romance novels and inspire people with words. And instead, she decided she was going to be a teacher because that was a sensible thing to do. But while she... while uh, yeah, while she does have all these plans and they are thrown off track, she's never, she, she gets overwhelmed, but she never regrets her choices. And I think that's oh, really great because yes. she just is trying so hard to accept what's happened to mm-hmm. her because it did happen to her. She yeah. didn't, she didn't choose to yeah. get impregnated. Right. Uh-huh. So she's accepting what happened to her and then also moving forward, growing with it. Well, and it's great because she starts to show, sorry, she starts yeah. to show. And she's like, fine, uh, well, well, I have a baby now, what, now what? And then she's, uh, Raphael, the father, says, well, I want the baby with my wife. He's like, cool, I'm going to give it to you. Oh, wait, you guys aren't working out? Cool, we'll share custody. Wow, you're not working out? Fine, I'm going to take single custody. And yes. she goes through every and just makes her decision. Yes, she was, she was willing she's to give so up strong. the baby in the beginning because, mm-hmm. you know, she thought it was the right thing to do. But she, she cares about this child and she wants it to have... Uh, a, a good home and to grow up in a to good home. To grow up with home. a mom and a dad, unlike yeah. she did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think while maybe, she, uh, I mean, later on, the baby actually comes towards the end of the season. And it's I the last think, episode. Yeah. So it's the last episode the baby comes. And she's not, I mean, she's not married. She, does, she hasn't reached her goals yet. But that's okay because she's grown so much and she's grown even closer with her family. So she now has. A support system and that baby's gonna grow up in this wonderful wonderful support she doesn't know system. where she's gonna show she doesn't know what she's gonna do but she knows she's gonna be a goddamn mom exactly she and she's ready mom. and willing yeah. and she one of the things i love most is that she um we can transition to the talking about the next character from this but uh she didn't understand how much her mother her mother sacrificed for her oh my god that oh, fucking perfect segue let's talk about ziamata uh, Jane's mother in the show, played by um, Andrea Naveda, Navedo, Andrea Navedo, Ziamata, uh, Z, Zo, Zizo, Zizo. Her name's Zo. We'll call her Zo. Um, her mother in the show. Oh my God! It kills me so much to see this mom because this is a single mom that honestly hasn't grown up 100% but she is 100% a mom like she puts Jane first and foremost in front of everything and almost because of that everything else in her life is not good she's not in a relationship when the show starts she has a crappy job she ends up having to quit she teaches dance on the side to kids because that's the only way she can make money she still wants to be a singer she's still trying singing in like nightclubs and shit and she is fucking trying. But then you see Jane and you're like, well, she did something right. Like, she is a fucking mom. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? No, in the, yeah, in the beginning when you're first introduced to her, Jane, she res- she likes her mother and appreciates her. But I don't think she respects her. Uh, you at might least be right. in the beginning you of the show. You might be right, yeah. And then later she on. She says much. Yeah, I think yeah. she says it. Like, And then later on, as they grow closer together through, you know, her having to deal with this pregnancy and seeing what being a mom is... is potentially like um she understands her mother better and ziomata she is just an amazing actress so funny she does the series scene so well her and rogelio 
do like such great they have such great chemistry on scene on screen sure and it's it. it's amazing they to better watch. be fucking real life i'm just saying i know right they're uh, fucking but just married. to talk about what you're saying like uh just from the first episode a, a story is um jane talks about her baby and she flashes back to a moment when it was her quinceanera and uh her mother embarrassed her and saying my milkshake brings to the boys saying milkshakes uh at her quinceanera and embarrassed her did a big gyrating dance and thrusting and shit and and i think it goes into right, right what you're saying i don't know if she respects her mother but then by the end of the episode uh jane was calling the baby milkshake trying to distance herself and then yeah. she's like i can't do that and then her mother and grandma were like why are you calling a milkshake that's dumb and then grandma was like i, I know i know why and then <laughs> talked about when uh she embarrassed jane at the quinceanera and then that's usually the moment where the mom gets sad, and then it's like, oh, I'm hurt. You don't think a lot, but she just smiled. And then it flashed back to the same story, but from her point of view, and it was her quinceanera, and her date started making out with another girl at her party, and Jane was about to find out, so her mother embarrassed herself to save Jane from the heartache. And it was like, oh my god. It was such a cool, powerful moment, just this. And the best part? Yeah. She didn't tell Jane. I know, and there's a lot of things like that that are so important. It happens all throughout the show. To learn, like, yeah. yes, so many people do so many things for Jane and just sacrifice themselves yeah. and, and don't, don't tell her. Yeah. And that's, like, so important because so many people... It's a big life lesson. So many people want credit for things. It's hard yes. not to want credit for, for sacrificing yeah. yourself, Hey, Marcus, right? I, uh, I edited this episode uh, just so you didn't have to do it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. you're just doing it. But some, some of the people on this show are so selfless. And it's, it's kind of beautiful and endearing to watch. Every, let's see. Raphael was not... He didn't Raphael, tell her that the, uh, that the hotel was... Uh, what is it? The, like, was Basically, tied to the... Her to sister is the thing. one that artificially inseminated Jane. Yeah. She obviously fucked up. <laughs> She's going to lose her license. And uh, Jane rightfully sues her. Uh, is in the process of suing her. Um, she doesn't know that, though. She used to have a drinking problem. And the only way she can get her license again was Raphael put up his hotel. He owns a hotel. He's like a millionaire. <laughs> he put up his hotel as collateral for that malpractice insurance. So if Jane sues her and wins, he loses the hotel. Doesn't tell her until way later after she decides not to sue on her own accord. That kind of shit happens all the time. And now that you're talking about him... We're going to go to Raphael. Let's talk about my man, Raphael. His name is Justin Baldoni. He is 33 years old. Let's talk about all of them. <laughs> I don't he think is, we need that much He is from L.A. He was raised in Oregon. Uh, his mother is Jewish and his father is Italian. Nice. Uh, that's interesting. He's not Hispanic. He plays a pretty good Hispanic. Is he playing Hispanic? I didn't think he was. You don't think he's Hispanic in the show? No, I didn't think he was Hispanic. I think he's Hispanic. Oh, I didn't get that vibe. I don't... Because, I don't know, he seems so not Hispanic that I thought that he wasn't playing... He couldn't possibly be playing Hispanic. You don't think his father looks Hispanic? I mean, his father looks a little Hispanic, but his mom doesn't. Like half Hispanic? Maybe. But anyway. Um, now I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> now Nick's trying to solve the mystery. So, another thing about the show is, obviously, there's two teams to be on. There's two love interests for Jane. When Jane originally gets pregnant, she is in a relationship with someone by the name of Michael. And He's a cop. He's a cop, yes. He's a cop. They've been together Real for nice two guy. years. And in the first episode, he proposes to her. Mm -hmm. um, and then, 
later on, a bunch of things happens. Lots of drama. Yeah, I need you to talk about this. Because sure. I'm so passionate one way or the other that I need you okay. to explain the situation I'll try, I'll try to explain before the situation. I give my opinion. And then, so th- one, one thing leads to another. Michael um, ha- ends up lying to Jane because he doesn't really want the baby. And Raphael she finds was born out. in Italy. Nice. Um, and she finds out. So then she gets upset and they break up. And then as soon as they break up, she starts to fall for, the, for her baby's daddy, Raphael. And Raphael is the, this very handsome guy. Who is also the owner of a hotel. Pack, millionaire. Yeah, he has the most abs I've ever seen in my life. Million dollar smile. And Michael is kind of a doughy... Um, he's not doughy. He's, he's handsome. I think, you're, I think I, your prejudice is showing. I like, think he's supposed to be... I don't know. Do you think he's supposed to be handsome? I don't know. Compared to Roy, to Raphael, like... Whoa, like Raphael so. and Astonis and Michael. I think anybody on that show compared to Raphael. I guess, I guess, but it's like Raphael is Adonis and Michael is like um, Achilles, like (laughs) real good, real heroic. He's supposed to be like an option, yeah, just not Adonis. (laughs) Yeah, so he he is definitely an option. Like he is. He's handsome. I'm already showing my bias. He's handsome, but he does not. He does he's not take detective. off his shirt as much. <laughs> he's a detective. He is funny and caring, and with Jane loves him. But fucking hate Michael. Why do you hate Michael? I'm sorry. Do you like Michael? Okay, so let's talk about Michael. Do and you Raphael. like Michael? The flaws, the pros and cons. Cool. This is a real easy for me. I'll, I'll fit right. Con, tell, first con tell me. Michael. Pro yeah. Raphael. Done. <laughs> tell me why you don't like Michael, Nick. Because he is an asshole. Okay. Why is he an asshole? Let me tell you why I like Raphael. No, tell me why you don't like Michael. Let me tell you why I, I like Raphael. I need to know why first. you don't like Michael. Let me tell you why I like Raphael first. Okay. And let's take out the looks because he is a godly looking man. Okay. No she has looks. A lot of stuff. Oh, this makes let's it easier. Take, let's take it out. Hashtag Team Michael. When Raphael talks to Jane, he so clearly doesn't just love who she is. He loves her. Like, the, every decision he makes. Is for his family, his son to come, his uh, for Jane. Everything is for that. He gave up his hotel for his sister. He is a family man. He is giving and selfless. He will, to a fault, I will admit, jump on the pyre for those around him. And he is sweet and caring and thoughtful. And he. Does bad things in the show, yeah, because uh-huh. they ask because just a love triangle. It's two people. Yeah, every single bad thing he does is because of the hand he's dealt. He, if he did not have all this terrible things happening around him, his uh, his best friend dying, his wife cheating on him, his wife killing some. I don't know what. I don't forget all the crazy shit that happens. Yeah. His father dying. His his stepmother being a drug dealer. His his mother giving him up for a couple million dollars. You know dollars. what that, all that sounds like? That sounds like drama. You know who doesn't have drama? Michael doesn't have drama. You're right. You're right. You're right. Michael doesn't have an ounce of drama. He's safe. You're right. You're right. He doesn't have an ounce he's of drama. He's vanilla. You're right. You're right. He doesn't have an ounce of drama, but. He's milk. He has none of that drama. And he's still an asshole. <laughs> how and is here's he an asshole? why. Tell me from how number one, from asshole. episode one. Yeah. From episode one, I was done. I'm pro-choice. Okay. Yeah. I believe in a woman's right to choose. Personally, I wouldn't want to get an abortion. I would want uh, my significant other or a girl I am pregnant to keep the baby. I'm not religious. Uh, it's just the choice I would make. 
But I would never say so because I would leave the choice 100% to the woman. Michael finds out Jane's pregnant. Freaks the fuck out. Granted, fine. You get one freak out. That's fine. Later that fucking night, shows up at her house, tells her, I don't want you to keep this baby, and leaves. He fucking straight up tells Jane to get rid of the baby because he's a selfish asshole. Because he just pictures this perfect world where his little white babies are playing <laughs> in the background and he can't stand the thought of an accident happening and Jane having a choice herself. For him to put himself forward and then throughout the show, systematically, he lies and cheats and steals to try to keep his relationship with Jane. He doesn't love Jane. He loves the idea of Jane. He loves the idea of a perfect life and the perfect situation and the perfect wife and these fucking white kids playing the greener pastures. He lies about the the mother of uh, Raphael's yeah, yeah. wife being a horrible person so she so Jane won't know so he can take the baby. This guy again does bad things. Michael does a lot of things that yes. are bad. Uh, that are bad so that way the baby uh, will go Would to not Raphael. Be his problem. And uh, Petra. Yeah. Yeah. And so that way it's out of his life and then he uh-huh. continues his life with Jane. Yes. And all of these are yes. bad things. And that's why I also do not like Michael. Oh, good. <laughs> I was about but, to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> Zach, come downstairs. We do, I need a new podcast host. Uh, Third roommate, come on down. <laughs> um, no. So I don't like Michael for the same reasons that you don't like oh Michael. Oh my god. But I do passionate. think the show has dealt him a bad hand. Nope. Because uh-huh. you're not seeing Jane fall in love with him. You're only seeing oh nope. like No, it's you not know what? Nope. No, I think this <laughs> okay, this fine. is my one criticism of the show. Like sure. the show doesn't show you uh-huh. like why she should yeah. even care about Michael. Because right. you're just showing the bad parts. You're uh-huh. like, all this bad stuff, yeah. he sucks. Obviously she should be with right. Raphael. Yeah. But then you kind of see a little bit of good, but it's nope. not enough. And none of it is uh-uh. compared to how yep. much bad he's done. Right. And then you see Raphael. Her relationship with Michael is I'm in the past. Mm-hmm. His, her relationship with Raphael is in the present. And that's that's so much more important because you're seeing her fall in love. You're seeing how much he cares about her. Here's the thing. How much I wouldn't doing. even say it's a flaw. I'd say it's on purpose. And here's why. People, in general, <sighs> go back to what they know. Go back to what is safe. Go back to what it's easy. Michael was easy. He was easy to love. He was easy to be with. And I say it to my friends and family all the time. You can fall in love with a fucking wall if you stare at it long enough. Michael's that wall. <laughs> Jane loved him because he was there and he was nice. Yeah, and I think... I guess you're right. The show and does I, that. And, you're, and I think... I but, think but my flaw... My thing with saying it's a flaw is more the show is trying to pit them against each other. But there's never, to me, really a choice. It seems always, obviously, to be uh, see, Raphael. See, I don't think it's a flaw of the show. I think it's Jane's flaw, and I think it's on purpose. Okay. I think Jane is the flaw that's making this a thing between the three of them. When the show is showing us, Jane, you're an idiot. Michael's a, a dick and a disaster, and Raphael's mm-hmm. obviously the, easy, the better choice. It's just not, love isn't easy. It's it's hard. Families are hard. <laughs> Jane, go pick the heart. No, Jane, yeah. stop. No, Jane, look, at, look at what Michael just did, Jane. Yeah. No, Jane, Jane, look at, Michael just lied to you. No, I don't know if you should go back to Give him some time off. No, stop being his friend. No, I don't think... Jane, this isn't... He just fucked that girl. Jane, yeah. you should not... No, I don't... Jane! Jane! And that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> and Jane's like, huh? But, but I love but Michael. I within episode three, she was already like going towards Raphael. And the whole first season was pretty yeah, much Yeah, because Raphael's Michael's a dick from day story. one. If he was... Oh, my God. The show would be done. The show would be over. If, if Michael showed... If, when Michael proposed to her... 
Yeah. And she explained the situation. And she said something to the effect of, I can't say no or yes. There's a lot going on. And if he had said, Jane, let me do my best, best what Michael should have done impression. You ready? Mm-hmm. You're Jane. Yeah, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start from the proposal. Jane, I love you. You're my best friend. Marry me. I'm pregnant. <gasps> Explain. I was I was accidentally artificially inseminated because I fell asleep and now I'm pregnant. I'm sorry. They, the doctor, the the doctor made you bring in some other man's baby. Yes. Jane, no matter what happens, I love you and I'm here for you. This ring is yours. Whether you put it on now, whether you put it on later, doesn't matter. Because I'll always love you and I'll always be your best friend. Whether you keep this baby, whether you give it to the father. Whether we do something else, it's all up to you. And no matter what, I'll be here, waiting patiently for you because I love you. And the Golden Globe goes to Nicholas Jacob And that would have been the end of the show because then they lived happily ever after, had a baby, joined custody with Raphael. He could have been happy. Maybe married Jane's friend or something. I don't know. But that's not what Michael did because he's a jerk. Michael is a jerk. I hate anybody that's team Michael can shove it. No, tweet I, at me. Michael has grown though, and it has definitely become more of an option. But still, nope. nowhere near I don't as think much you, of an option as you, Raphael is. Listen, I am a big. I you know you know shit about me, dude. Yeah. You know how quickly and longingly, and I will forgive somebody. But there's a line. For, for everybody, there should be a line. A lot of people don't have it. Yeah. They don't have enough self-worth. But for me, there is a very, very clear line. And if you cross that line, you're done. That's it. You're out. And for me, when Michael lied, cross that, that line. That was it. That's that was fair. It. And then there's no going back to that. No, no matter how good you are, no matter how but forgiving there, you are, no matter what. The show is just not even doing a good job of painting Michael as an option. And I think and I think it's so Honestly, obvious I, that Jane shouldn't <laughs> be with him. And he's like the milky white safe option <laughs> of the show we are being unfair michael is a good character he does a good job the show does white and well he's and a great actor he's yeah. he's great and, yeah. he, and he, he is a viable like a nice option later in the show like they do i'm sure him back in a certain way um, but, and he he definitely is being nice the baby's yeah. the baby's born now at the end of the first season and yeah. he definitely seems to care he's grown he care, obviously cares about jane yeah. and cares about the baby too yeah. he there's a moment with when him and Raphael are sitting on the car and Raphael says Hey Michael, I I just I don't know how to connect with the family. How do I like inject myself into the situation? And the narrator says, "Michael, what you can do now is stay quiet and not help Raphael grow close, grow closer with Jane." And then Michael, Michael tells him, "Michael tells him Straight what up, to do. How to win over the how to win way over the women. family." Yeah, and Raphael does it, and it works. Yeah, and that's something that like I like that part of Michael. I like that he's yeah. kind of selfless like that, and he's wants to do what he thinks is honestly the right thing. it's one big mistake he'll regret for the rest of his life yeah yeah i get it i i've we've all done it we've all done that one thing that there's no coming back from i get it yeah now after we've just pissed on michael for like an hour i we're back treading and because it's such a good <laughs> show and it paints him in such a good light it's just for me once that line is crossed you're done yeah and but on top of that i also love Raphael. Raphael like, so is much. so wonderful he just has so soon much after Jane forgets him. that mike Michael lies. She leaves him, and then starts to fall in love with Raphael. And they get, to, and they. Hopefully, there's not more hiccups coming. Oh god, I lost it. That's fine. <laughs> Go ahead, talk about something. Raphael. Is just 
so obviously the choice. He's wonderful. But the big flaw is not even has it doesn't even have to do with him. It's just all this drama surrounds that him. That poor guy. There's crime. There's a crime lord in the hotel that he runs. Crime lord. There's secret passages. There's murders. There's secretly multiple murders. Blackmail. Criminals oh my in God. the in the freaking and in, and in spite of that, he's still a good guy. Like he doesn't do evil things. Yes. And it's all right there in front of him. And even him, he's sometimes like, I should probably do this evil thing. And then he doesn't do it. And it's like, oh my god, Raphael, you're so good. And Jane has done a lot of growing in preparation for becoming a mother. But she hasn't grown relationship-wise, I think. I think she's getting there. But season one, by the end of it, she's still not really there. Well, also, to be fair, I think she was trying, but Raphael wouldn't let her in. Yeah. Um, which which is his flaw. I mean, he he messed up. He he should have let because by the end of the season they're not together anymore. Um, they break up and he breaks it up because he thinks Jane deserves better. He doesn't think he's good enough and he tells Jane he doesn't love her. Even I though, hate even he does. when people do that. People do it so much. <laughs> but in I movies fucking I fucking bought it in the show, dude. I fucking I know bought I bought it. it. I, I oh believe it. But and it, it's just there's a reason that it keeps happening in movies, TV shows because yeah. it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like you're like, oh no, I'm bad for this person. Let me break it off because. I want them to do yeah. better. Um, there's, there's... But he could have also instead just worked harder, which yeah. he realizes later. Yeah. What, and he worked pretty damn hard. It was just that like last little push. Um, I spit on the microphone. Good. Uh, there's way more to say about Michael and Jane and Raphael and Zimara and Abba and everybody else. But we haven't even talked about my favorite person. Rogelio! Rogelio de la Vega. De la Vega! Boy, 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 boy. Um, so Rafael, or sorry, Rogelio is played by an actor by the name of Jamie Camel. He is a telenovela actor who was formerly on La Fea Mas Bea. Do you which know that is show? Ugly Betty in Spanish. Oh, shit. It's a Spanish version of Ugly Betty. I had no idea. Yep. She, he, she, he, oh shit. He's the guy that falls in love with Ugly Betty? Like the main guy? I think guy? so, yeah. Or well, at least her boss. She, I, I think. At the end of season four, they fall in love. I think so. Okay. I, I didn't watch Ugly <laughs> Betty that oh, much. Oh shit. I that's one no of the novellas my grandma would watch. idea. I love Ugly Betty. I'm yeah. going to watch some Spanish version of it a little bit. Yeah, you should. Oh my god. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, what a nice fun fact. You just schooled me. Anyway, Rogelio is my favorite person. He Rogelio is shows up. so wonderful. Uh, in person in the second episode. Uh, Ziumara didn't thought the guy who was Jane's dad was too immature, so she just lied to her family and said it was some army brat, and he, she doesn't really know who he is, even though she does. And then she sees him on TV one day, writes him, and then he shows up wanting to be a part of Jane life, Jane's life because uh, he didn't know she existed. He thought she got an abortion, and he comes in full on melodramatic telenovela star, and he's the most vain wonderful person i've ever met i don't know how, how do you make your character so into yourself but so charming and wonderful at the it same is, time i don't know i've never seen i don't this know happen where a character no other such, actor could have done this no other ego, actor nobody such a, uh, nobody so about themselves so self-involved but Gosh. so endearing and that you just love them and care about so them and you just want them to be a part of your family too he will he will say things like like zio might be like 
I, you never answered your phone. And then Rogelio's like, oh, I never like my sex messages. If you really want to get in touch with me, you have to tweet me. Yeah. Join my 5.2 million followers to, to join them and to, to try and talk to me. 5.2 million followers? <laughs> he's so... Oh, it's so great. He's so good. I tweeted at Gloria Esteban so she can help us <laughs> with the baby. <laughs> it's so great. He's so good. And he moves his telenovela to Miami to be close to Jane. So you also see a backdrop of this whole show, a nice... Um, the backstage workings of a telenovela. Yes. While this telenovela is going on, he is the star of a telenovela. And on set, there's telenovela things happening. Like his assistants uh, betrays him to blackmail him to to try to be the new lead. Be of the, the new lead of uh, what he's novella doing. That he's on. Oh yeah. my god, it's so good. Uh, I. Oh. He's such a great character, and his comedic timing is so wonderful. Hit the Perfect. his dialogue Perfect. is so funny. Perfect. He is such a joy to watch. I don't care what you think about this show. I don't care if you are a terrible person and think it's terrible or whatever. But, but if you think Rogelio it, de la Vega is bad, you're wrong. Yes, but watch it just for Rogelio. Even if for some even if you hate dramas, you hate you hate everything. You, you hate, hate Hispanic women, people. You hate yourself, you hate Hispanic people. I don't care. You racist asshole. <laughs> you racist sexist asshole. You can still watch the show for Rogelio. Rogelio is so good. Because he's I, so fucking his, hilarious. His moments of with Jane, like there's this one moment where Jane is, um, Jane has to write the scene where Rogelio's character dies in a telenovela, and it's super emotional. And Jane does a really good job writing because she's a great writer. And Rogelio is acting so good that afterwards, after he wonderfully acts Jane's words, and it's his last day on set, um, he comes off after shooting and he's crying because it's an emotional scene that he dies, and Jane calls him dad, and then and then Rogelio's like. My heart, where my heart is, it's, it's like warm, and uh, it's like quivering, and I don't know how it feels. I don't know what is this. I don't know what this is. Oh no! And Jane just hugs him, and she's just so, she's so genuine, and he's so. I guess he's genuine, but just in such an elevated, exaggerated yeah. way. He's such a good foible to the show. He yeah. is my favorite. He's so macho and just so true and honest, and you, you never see someone who's that honest, yeah. uh, not only about themselves but about every situation yeah. around them and it's just it's so funny and endearing so just, just finally they'll have say something like not Rogelio you, you're really good in the scene and he's like of course I'm a great telenovela star yes oh my god it's so <laughs> wonderful and it's just so funny because no one no one's like that and if they're like that you think they're an asshole usually yeah but he just somehow manages to still be so endearing he's wonderful it's, it's crazy okay that's it we're done I'll see you <laughs> <laughs> that's it podcast over podcast is completed um, mission complete uh, obviously, I love this show. Um, I have to ask Marcus, uh, what are your final thoughts on the show? So, final thoughts on the show. I I really, really enjoyed the show, and I appreciate you giving it to me as a challenge, because I'm so glad that I got to experience this, not only because it's a wonderful show, just because like I can relate to it on a cultural level also. And anytime you get to sort of experience some of your own culture through yes. a different lens, it's just great. It's a great time. Que bonito bandera. Que bonito bandera. Bandera patricana. Anyway, um, will you recommend? Would you recommend the show to others? So I would definitely recommend this show. But oh shit. That being said, you have to be down with drama. I know there's some people who are like, I don't want dramas in my show. You gotta be down to clown. But you have to be down with drama because that is 99% of this show. 
I mean, no, not any. Dude, the show. I'd say, I'd say seventy percent. It's drama and <laughs> it's, comedy. It's most it's, of the show. It's a lot. Of most the of the show is drama, but always laced with comedy. Always funny. Always, always funny. funny. Even in the most dramatic moments, it will make you start to cry, and then something outrageous will happen, and yes. you just have to. And laugh. even the drama is sometimes ridiculous. Oh, yeah, we even talk the about top. the fucking villain, fucking Rose, the crazy, crazy stepmother. She is such a good actress. She is so attractive. <laughs> well, I think a good actress and attractive maybe don't go hand in hand. But I in this case, it does. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, dude, I just I have like one more question to ask you, and then we're wrapping up. And then I just realized you got to give me a challenge, and now I just got nervous. But let me finish my questions. <laughs> um, okay, uh, you liked it. Uh, you would recommend it. If they're down to clown, are you going to keep watching? <sighs> I, I will tell you this. I watched all 22 episodes of Jane the Virgin. But the last season finale ended on such a cliffhanger that I had to start. Is that why? Two, dude, you were talking about Mateo, her son, as if he was around because he is around. <laughs> I was like, to me. did you keep watching? Because he was just bored. I kept watching. Oh, I'm my in God. season two already. Oh, this yeah. show is amazing. Oh my god, I'm, I'm doing the math right now. Let's see. You spent... It was 15 hours for season one. 15 hours? Oh my god. So many hours. Oh man. Okay, yeah. How far no. are you in season two? Just a couple uh, episodes? Just a couple episodes, yeah. But already a couple episodes. But already a couple episodes. Because I had to keep After watching. I just gave you 15 hours the of the season, challenge. Oh, the season finale was so good and so... The season finale was so good. Such a cliffhanger. I had, to, I had to immediately watch it just to know everything was okay. I'm super excited because I watched all season two and like the last two episodes before the season finale season two were the ones that you kind of watched a little bit when yeah. you were like sitting in the living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you guys sitting there like, I don't know what the show is. I don't know what's going on, but... There's something going on. And I'm sitting there like, <gasps> oh, oh. And you guys are like, Nick, you're over. Oh, that's pretty outrageous. Wow. And I'm just excited for you to get to the end of season two. Because that's where I am. I haven't watched the third season because I don't like watching shows weekly. I'm bad uh, at it. That's fair. So I usually wait till it comes on Netflix or something. Um, mm-hmm. But if you catch up and you start watching season three, I'll probably have to go watch it because I can't have you farther than me. Because <laughs> I love the show way too much. That is fair. Yeah. Nick, I'm going to give you something. Are you ready for your challenge, Nick? Are you um, mentally ready? Are you mentally prepared? Are you jacked? Yeah, before... Are you swole? Before you give me the uh, challenge, let's have one more... Uh, let's have another word from our sponsor. This episode of Now... I'll try this is brought to you by Chickpeas. Part of the legume family, chickpeas are a high source of protein and have been cultivated by humans for over 7,500 years. <laughs> are you a hipster living in the East Village? Or maybe a suburbanite looking for the hottest exotic meal without having to leave Trader Joe's. Chickpeas are for you. You'll even find them used in HelloFresh, plated, and Blue Aprons prepackaged meals. Subscribe to Now Try This, and even you can experience the great legume taste of chickpeas. Now Try This is in no way responsible for the vile aftertaste you'll experience from chickpeas. Nick had one three days ago and is still trying to get the taste to go away. True story from chickpeas. All right, Marcus. What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's such a good sponsor. I mean, it's a real sponsor. I don't know why you would laugh at a sponsor. That's just rude. I'm sorry, chickpeas. You are still in my mouth, though. I had you three days ago. <laughs> it wasn't a great... I mean, it was a great experience, but you're Nick, still there. Um, so right. I'm, I'm unprepared. I'm going to tell you. Right, I'm unprepared because I just transferred locations at my job because we're opening up a new restaurant and i'm managing that one and all these things are happening i don't know my schedule i'm gonna work like every day for the next like 
three weeks Keep and I have, like no time. So I'm like super nervous about what you're gonna give me because so, Reddit is evil was super hard <laughs> to do. Fair, uh, but I also give you 15 hours or something. So, it's fine. so I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give you something that I surprisingly really enjoyed, and I hope you enjoy too. It's a new TV show, newish. It's ending soon. You're watching a new TV show that I don't watch already. Maybe, and it's called Powerless. There that are crappy, that crappy sitcom about the superhero. It has a 66 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's really it low, is, Marcus. It is not critically acclaimed at all, but it is something that I think people will love if they just watched it. I like nerdy things, and I like superheroes, but I have not tried to watch. Oh, let me. I'm gonna just hold on. This is important. I just need to say, because I thought I picked bad things. You just picked Powerless. And it has uh, how much on Rotten Tomatoes? I thought it was 66%. Okay, okay. Uh, Jane the Virgin. All right, Jane the Virgin has... Jane the Virgin has 100%. (laughs) 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 On Rotten Tomatoes. Let's try Riverdale. Let's see what Riverdale's at. Uh... Riverdale has an 89%. Okay. On, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And the last one I can check on here, which I'm honestly a little nervous about, uh, what it's going to be at. Uh, Power Rangers has a 75% audience score. So every... What was the critic score? I don't think that's important. No, Nick, it's important. What is the critic score? I'm giving you the critic score. It's 47%. Uh, that's super low. Yeah. So good though. It's like <laughs> Powerless is slightly better than Power Rangers. <laughs> I doubt it. Anyway, so there are uh, I think uh, eleven episodes. How do I out. watch it? It's on Hulu, guys. If you want to try oh, it, you can catch it on Hulu. Right. Um, you can also watch it on NBC, the website. But it's available for free. It's also if you want to pay for it and download it that way. It's also available on Google Play. Um, there are eleven episodes out, and I want you to watch all eleven episodes. They're each twenty minutes, so it's it'll only take you a couple hours. Powerless, really? Yeah. I almost want to pass. You you think you're going to pass? I don't know. This is when you're... Nick, guys, you are witnessing podcast history in the making. Oh, no. Will Nick not accept this challenge? We each get one pass a year to use. Will Nick use his once a year pass on this challenge? Let's wait and see. Are you saying that as negatives? No, they're so good. But Ron Fudges? Here's the thing. Those people are so good and I love them. And nobody is talking about this show. <laughs> there's there's, uh, there's good shows that everyone talks about. Yeah. There's bad shows that everybody talks about. And then there's something worse than bad shows that nobody talks about. I am confident in powerless. saying that no one's talking about the show because no one is watching it. And I think more people need to watch it. Which is why I'm giving this to you. What would you give me if I passed? If you pass, I'll give you someone else. For the second time, I will say I pass. <laughs> Nick is using his once a year pass on episode six. <laughs> <laughs> so early, Nick. There's only 26 so challenges in a year. I okay. Got, I'm okay. We're one, one third through. Give Phil for time because I got to look up someone else. <laughs> Since I passed, the rules that stated until one year, until we get to episode 52. 152 until we get one year through these episodes i don't get another pass you don't so you're gonna so have to do anything six. i say this episode six? The, yeah i think this is episode six. No, this is seven. Oh yeah it might be seven this is seven five yeah this is episode so seven. there's 
45 more episodes this year. Yes. And I will not be able to pass any of them. Nope. So whatever I say next, you have to do. And this is great. I'm glad I started with Powerless. I don't... Because now... <laughs> now Nick, you are at my so mercy. Oh, no, no, no. I take it back. Oh, God. I take it back. Yes. I take it back. No takesy backsies, okay, Nick? No takesies. It's real life. You're going to have to watch... Guys, so far, I've been, I know, this is, we're like, we're wrapping up, I promise, guys, but so far, I've given you almost exclusively things from Japan. We had uh, Berserk. We had and the one time Yuri you on don't. Ice. The one time you the don't. The one time I don't, you pass. So that's <laughs> your own fault. But I'm going to give you something American. Something cold, hard, and Solid like steel, okay, Nick. Are you giving me steel from my shack? Steel, I love one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Kill O'Neill Star. I'm gonna give you an American classic, Nick. Something that you can't call yourself American unless you watch. Gone with the wind. Something that at immigration services they make people watch as they're coming into the country, and you have to memorize every line for the citizenship test. Nick. I thought you were. That's how I American this movie is. I thought you were saying something serious. Like what are they? What did they make it? What did they? <laughs> what did they make them watch? Oh my god, that's so so cruel and bad. Nick, you're gonna have to watch one of my favorite movies, Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> and you can't say no. Do I have to? Yes, you do. It's so old. It is old, but it's wonderful. I watch it every year. Why? <laughs> You'll find out next episode. Uh. Um, okay, so fine, I will watch Die Hard, the 1979-2 classic. What is it, from 89, 90, I'm not going to tell you, you'll find out 96. more information on the podcast. So Guys, go watch Die Can Hard. Can I go watch Unbreakable instead or something? No, like a Die Hard. Bruce Willis movie? Die Hard. Jesus Christ. Oh Best Bruce Okay, well, whatever. Um, lucky for us, though, even though this is a, a downer for me, uh, as uh, I should have just took Powerless, I regret all the decisions I've ever made in my life, including doing this podcast... Fine, I'll do the hair, whatever. I have to. Stupid rules that I set up. <laughs> I hate this game. I hate this podcast. But lucky for us, we have Rick from Rick and Morty here to sign us off and uh, tell you why you should subscribe to our podcast. Hey, guys. It's me, Rick. Uh, I'm trying to tell... Uh, I love this podcast. It's, it's so good. Uh. Uh, and I just want to tell you guys to be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, five stars, Morty. No, no, I don't think that was Morty, Morty. stop it, no, Morty. Morty, rate five stars, Morty. Morty, Morty, what did I tell you? Get back in the spaceship, Morty, rate five stars. Oh, 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 oh.